Welcome to the Sandhills Podcast. My name is Pastor John. I'm joined by Jordan Spruill, where we will be talking about uh, faith, academics, life, sports, all kinds of stuff. We're very excited. Thanks for tuning in. Jordan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It is a joy. We went to school together. You want to give a shout out to our alma mater? Yes, CIU, Columbia mm. International University. Woo woo. Mm. Ram them, ram them, ram them. Oh, however, I cannot do it with this. <laughs> oh, what happened with? Okay, <laughs> go Rams. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll have to check that out. If you're only listening to the audio, you'll have to see what just happened. I support Rams, <laughs> even though I cannot do that with our little hands. our little hand symbol. Yeah. Claire can't either, so you're work. in good company. Yeah. Good company. <laughs> so. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's, how did you, what's your background? Okay. Um, Big question. Let's easy see. question. I am from Charleston, South Carolina. I claim Charleston because I moved there when I was seven. But mm. really, like, my family's from the Rock Hill, Charlotte area. Okay. Um, but I've been in Charleston ever since I was a kid with my mom and brother. Um, yeah, we, I, we've always been a very tight-knit family. Um my mom like had me fairly young and my brother mm. as well. So we were like just super close growing up. And so just going through life, going through school, church, everything has been just like honestly trying to make my mom proud, like trying to work hard to like just be great for each other. Um, yeah. So I am currently at CIU um, in the seminary program, Nice, which is really cool. Like I never expected to be there. And when I got there, I was like, I'm way in over my head. Like these people are in here, like already ordained ministers. They're like, I'm just getting this degree because I need it. And I'm like, I just want to know more about Jesus. <laughs> but, like, but it's been just a cool experience. Um, I played basketball, I played basketball at CIU. So that's been cool, um, just being a student leader. And now I work full time mm. um, in student life. So basically what I do in life, um, I'm getting paid for it. What nice. I want to do. That's the dream. Talk about Jesus and be with young people. That's it. That is awesome. So <laughs> yeah. with your background, so you said you kind of grew up in the church a little bit. How did yeah. you, you come to faith? Was it when you were younger? Did it happen when you were older? So we've always been a part of the church. Um, and I would say, like, I knew Jesus for myself. Um, but I wasn't able to articulate, like, what I believed um, until my freshman year of college. And it mm. wasn't at CIU. It was at another school in North Carolina. But um, I was auditioning to be on the worship team. And instead of, like, them being super um kind of interested in my singing voice they're more mm. so like do you know the lord like tell me about your relationship with christ and i was like oh wait like that's i need to like talk about this in order to be a mm. worship leader and they were like yeah like you we want to know what your foundation is if you're leading these people and so it was in that moment i was like i really need to learn how to articulate what I believe to a stranger on the mm. street if I had the opportunity. And so I really started digging deeper into what I believed, um, why I have this faith, who Jesus was. And um, that since then, like my relationship is just, I've wanted to really grow more. That mm. that's really was like mm -hmm. the kickstart to my um, wanting to know more about who he is and not just being like, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah. That's like the exact same kind of thing that happened to yeah. me. I showed up to CIU. I was ready to go. 
and then the professor is like challenging me. They're like, okay, so tell us like about like who Jesus is. And I'm like, here's the book answer. They're like, no, but like, who's Jesus yeah, to you? And I'm yeah. like, who is Jesus yeah. to me? Like, <laughs> wait a second. Exactly. This is going to take a little so. bit more than just a book answer. Mm-hmm. And then when you, you dive deeper into, you find those answers, you're like, what? Like, I want everyone to know about this. Absolutely. Like, how could you not know? Like, this guy's dope. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> and then uh, as you have gone, you know, you went to that school in North Carolina, you mm-hmm. came down to South Carolina to CIU. What part has basketball played in this? So I thought I was done playing basketball um, after high school. Um, I got invited to a, um, my senior year of high school, I got invited to a North-South game. So it's like the northern area and the southern area of South Carolina comes and plays. Like the best people come to this place. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, like, I don't know if I want to play in college. Um, I'm not getting many offers, but like, I mean, I have some, but I don't want to go to those schools. And so I don't know if it's what I want to do. And so I said, if I do great at this game, that's north south game then i'll i'll pursue college and if i do bad i won't that's it <laughs> did horrible and so i was like okay that's the answer i'm not playing anymore and um i was talking i was at my first school in north carolina and i was just watching the team play and i was like i really could be doing this like i kind of miss it and so i had a conversation with um a girl that was already on the team who I knew from back home who was on CIU's basketball team mm. i was just talking to her on the phone a random saturday And I was like, yeah, she was like, you should come to this school. Like, um, I, she said, and they love that. They talk about that God stuff. And I know you like that God stuff. And I was like, yeah, I like that God stuff. So That should be a shirt. I like that God stuff. I like that God stuff. Right there. I was like, I do. I need some more God in me right now. So I was like, you know, I'm going to check it out. Talk to the coach. Literally a week later, I did a tour at CIU and decided to commit. Wow. Yeah. And it's fast been turnaround. So fast. It was like such a God move. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it's something that I didn't plan on at all. And it happened like the last month of school. So wow. it was cool. And now you, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> leading point scorer? Yes. All wow. time leading scorer. At Congrats. Thanks. That's huge. It's, it's cool. What was that really like cool. shooting that basket? And knowing that like that, because I mean, you had to have realized where you were yeah. and then knowing like, okay, this is a game where it could happen. So I didn't know the exact point to where I was all time. I mm-hmm. knew my thousandth point, like when I did, when I reached the thousand mark and that mm-hmm. was last year. And so that felt like, oh, like it felt so good because the first year I was there, we had so much adversity. Um, we had girls that was not able to play because of uh, academic issues. We mm-hmm. had some people not come back. And so we had like seven players tops mm-hmm. and we played the whole season with seven players. And so I was like, this is my first year playing oh and goodness. we have nobody and we're playing 40 minutes a game. <sighs> One of them is a soccer player. Like it was, <laughs> it was a whole <laughs> ordeal. <laughs> like, and I was like, God, you brought me to CIU to play basketball in a week's time span just to be able to, like, sh- do struggle like this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is going on? So when I got that thousandth point, I was like, oh, it was all worth it. Like, wow. it felt so good. And then to what a journey. Yeah. To this year to get the all time leading scorer, it, it just it felt like a really huge accomplishment because not only basketball um, accomplishment wise, but more so. I knew like the spiritual journey that basketball has taken me through. Mm. And so I was like, man, it, it just put into perspective everything that had gone on. And now I like go down and see, I use history for that. And I was like, 
that's a story to tell my kids. That is, one day. That is so, <laughs> so cool. Yeah. How have you seen the Lord show up in academics? We'll talk about academics first, and then mm-hmm. how have you seen him show up kind of like through your athletic journey? So we'll talk about academics. In what ways have you seen God show up, or what, in what ways have you learned more about him through those things? Yeah, so I used to, um, like I said, just being raised by a single mom, like trying to beat all odds, like trying to do mm. everything on my own, accomplish everything and be like, I'm the one that did it. Like I beat the odds and that carried on to into my academic career. And mm. so I was like, I make great grades. Like I make this honor roll, like Dean's List. I do all these accomplishments. Um, and that became like such a, a part of me that when I failed, I felt so low. And mm. so it got to the point, especially at CIU where I was like, I'm, I need God or else like I won't even enjoy this anymore because Mm. I like going throughout college and just trying to do academics like what am I really learning? I I think I'm just trying to get a grade. You know, I'm Mm. not really trying to depend on the Lord. It wouldn't be fun anymore. Like especially at CIU, we take those Bible courses and it's like I don't want it to just be an assignment. You know Mm. what I mean? You want it to be life. I want it to be life, yeah. And so I I had to say, Lord, help me to enjoy what I'm doing. And even if it's not the most enjoyable assignment, like help it to be, help me to learn something in this moment that's more than just the work itself. Like Mm. whether you, I have to depend on you for more energy, whether I have to um, be able to muster up strength to tell my friends, no, I can't hang out. I have to do this assignment. Like teach me something in this moment, even though it's through Mm. a one page assignment whatever absolutely. it is. Yeah. So that's been, a, that's been a cool experience. Yeah, Absolutely. And then how have you seen it happen in sports? Yeah. So like I said, I wasn't expecting to play after um, high school. And so when I got to CIU, my coach kind of saw that I was the type of person who did love sports, but at the same time, it wasn't like my main priority in life. Like, mm. you know, those people that are like, ball is life. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like 100 get a basketball emoji, tattooed on them. Like, yep. I, I was not that person at all. I was like, I am competitive and I love the sport, but it's not my life. And mm. so my coach was telling me that I have to find something other than um, numbers and records and scoring and wins to be able to enjoy this to the fullest. And so mm. I saw that. The way that as as athletes, we kind of use our bodies and, and beat ourselves up and put ourselves through so much strain in order to come out on top to be mm-hmm. the best, I did that spiritually. And so, mm. I mean, sometimes life gets hard and things get me down, but on the court, the same way I push and, and fight through pain and fight through um you know, tension and and other people trying to come at me is the same way I'm going to fight spiritually. Like I'm going to take those tools that I did learn in practice and I'm going to put them into play. And so with my spiritual journey, it's like, I'm going to take what I learned about Jesus in my past. I'm going to take those life experiences, what I learned in the word, what people have preached to me, and I'm going to fight this battle that I'm going through in this moment. So sports Mm. has really helped me spiritually. And I never realized that until I was done with it, (laughs) to be honest. Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, that's so true with you. Look how Paul compared the spiritual journey and he uses athletics, right? Yeah. I mean, you look at the ancient Olympics that they were all familiar with. Mm -hmm. He's talking about running and wrestling in these like athletic events. And he's saying, well, you got to run the race with endurance and Mm -hmm. it's hard work. There's adversity, there's challenge. And you're absolutely right. You really get to learn that in a unique way 
when you take part in, I would say it, it seems more prevalent in uh, team sports because mm-hmm. then you also learn the aspect yeah. of community and working with people, but also even individual sports like cross country, like running. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to learn all these cool things about God yeah. through putting yourself in adverse circumstances. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely, mm-hmm. that's golden. Yeah. So how have you grown in your knowledge of God. So not just like how has God shown up and taught you things, but how have you learned more about God, if that makes sense? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I've learned that, I I think I've learned that God loves me uniquely. Mm. And what I mean by that is the way my relationship with the Lord is, is not going to look like the way your relationship Mm -hmm. is with God. And knowing that has help me to understand how much he truly knows every single circumstance that I'll go through in life, like how mm-hmm. much he gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually there's a song like by Chandler Moore that's called he understands, which I really love right now, but it just talks about like um, how every little detail, like he knows it. It's nothing that's like too big or too small and him knowing like, from something small to me being frustrated with practice, me being upset that uh, about a grade or a huge like situation in my family that could take place. Nothing, anything that's too small or small or big, like he knows every detail about that. And that's, mm. what's been really cool that God actually knows Jordan. And mm. I know he knows the body of Christ. He knows everyone, right. but he knows me uniquely and cares and, for you so much. Yeah. That's right? given me so much mm. freedom to just be me with also like boundaries and him guiding me, but still being free to be like, you know, I feel like God's up there. Like, that's my daughter. That's my daughter. Like mm-hmm. you'll learn, like you'll get it. Yeah. You messed up. All right. Pick yourself up. Let's go. Like it's more of a relationship, like a bond that we have. That's right. That's cool. So, and that's such a good thing because you can, and I remember going through this when I was in seminary and when I was at CIU is when you put yourself in rigorous academic situations mm-hmm. and you adding sports on top of that, where numbers, grades, statistics, all those things get, you know, week in, week out, you can have the danger of looking at God the same way. It's like, okay, what, yeah. what grade is that? What grade am I going to get from mm-hmm. God this week? You know? And, Definitely. and he's like, Oh, I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. You know, I'm here for you. I'm yeah. with you. And I'm, I want to see you succeed. I'm going to empower you to do that. Just remember you're doing this, as unto me, not for the grade. Don't worship the grade. Worship me, yeah. and I'll sustain you through it. Yeah, a question that I've asked myself for the past few years is, uh, will God care about this in heaven? Like, mm. will will God be standing there and say, um, you didn't, you kind of got that thousandth point a little late. You could have gotten that hmm. three games before you did. No, like, those don't matter. Like, is God going to be upset that I got a B instead of an A? Like, what what is going to carry me? to heaven like what's gonna mm. what's gonna be there with me and that so relationship. yeah that's, my relationship that's the thing that him. lasts forever yeah. is your relationship with him mm-hmm. everything else on earth fades yeah even i mean marriage is a, a beautiful reminder of what it's going to be like for us in christ mm-hmm. but as paul says you know we'll be like the angels neither given in marriage or married yeah it's like man the only thing that lasts forever is my relationship with christ exactly. everything else is just building to that beautiful moment mm-hmm. and so that's that's such a good reminder of you know Focus on what's going to last, mm-hmm. right? And then that's also a call to evangelism because it's like the other people. Yeah. They're what, they last forever too. And you last forever in one or one of two situations, mm-hmm. right? And you want them to be in the one perfection and in beauty with, with people and with Christ and get to experience that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely true. So good. Now, uh, what's your current dream post-graduation? 
Because <sighs> you're getting close. You graduate, you said, this summer? Yes, I graduate mm. this summer. I mean, I really don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Like, it's, it's hard <laughs> to even think of, like, what's the big plan. Mm. If I could draw up, like, a dream job, it would be, honestly, like, talking to young young people every day about the Lord, like disciples who build disciples. Like if mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's like a camp or like a, a school, like I, I was a business major undergrad. Mm-hmm. And so I always said, I want to own or open my own school K through 12 Christian private school. That would wow. be so awesome. Um, but even beyond that, like just being able to show or to be a leader for young people in make disciples who make disciples. That's like my ultimate goal. Um, but I don't know what platform that would be on, but if I could just travel, talk to kids about the gospel and show them how cool God is, that would be the dream. Where did that passion come from for, for youth like that? (sighs) I was a young person who needed people to Mm. show me like who Jesus was in a cool way. Like, I was like, there's no, I thought about this in um, like just high school and college. Like I've actually been through a whole lot that like I wouldn't have gotten through without God. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who, f- who are young, who feels like their current circumstance is like the biggest, most, most like awful thing that they've mm-hmm. ever experienced. And like, I get it. Cause it may be super hard right now, mm-hmm. but with God, like, it's not your responsibility anymore to carry that when you find him. And so mm. that's what, that's, that's what drove me. Like I remember, and I don't want to get on a tangent, but I just remember this story in high school. Um, we were like doing really poorly financially, my family, and uh, we had to stay with a family friend. And I remember just being like, Oh, like this is so embarrassing. Like everybody's going to know that I'm not like, um, living in the same place and just like really hard. And I literally, I kid you not felt the Lord hug me in that Mm. moment in high school. And I just like went into tears. And ever since that moment, I was like, if, if people could just feel God hugging them, like just his warmth and like his embrace, then there's no circumstance that seems bigger than he, than he Mm. is. And so I want people to know that they're, circumstance right now does not define uh the grand scheme of things and god is just so much bigger than that so absolutely yeah what a passion mm-hmm. that's wonderful that's that is just reminds me because jesus he loves kids right yes. and and so yes. many people want to disqualify uh mm-hmm. young confessions of faith or, or mm-hmm. people who are i mean very new you know to the faith when they're kids and may not understand some of the deeper aspects of it but it's like yo, they're not like 20 yet they don't have to be in seminary right now yeah but it's uh it's so true because when you get to that age and you're walking through some of that stuff you really feel like you're the only one it's ever happened Mm -hmm. to and it's tough Mm -hmm. and it's tough but when you walk through it and you have people that you can look to and be like okay i know i can go talk to jordan i know i can go talk to john i know Mm -hmm. i can talk to pastor whoever right and you realize you get that support structure and the kid knows yeah i'm loved I'm cared for. They won't judge me for this. They're going to help me through this. And then like, oh my gosh, that's how God feels about me too. In an infinitely more kind of way. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It is a beautiful thing. And there's no, scripture shows us there's no age limit to spiritual maturity. Yes. Right. Because you look at the prophets, 
called as a kid laying in the tent. He's just a little kid, right? Mm -hmm. And he gets the call. Yeah. And he hears God's voice and God's calling him. And he's a kid. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is talking. I mean, Jesus was a kid. Yeah. Fully man, fully divine as a full 100% guy on earth. Yeah. As a little kid wanted nothing but the word. Mm -hmm. And he loved the Lord. Mm -hmm. Same thing happens today. Yeah. Right? And mm -hmm. so that's a beautiful passion to pursue kids yeah. like that. It's wonderful. So if you could say, uh, as we kind of wrap up, what what would you say to college students? If you say one thing to a college student, what would you tell them? One thing to a college student, um, I think it would be do not let fear define you um, mm -hmm. and do not let fear stop you. Like there's a lot of anxiety from college. The college experience is anxious in itself because we're trying to pursue um, – a certain career and a certain lifestyle and we don't know what like I said I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow <laughs> like college students are like I don't even know what's going to be in the calf tomorrow let alone right. my life <laughs> like so but we can experience so much fear in that but if we allow it to cripple us we won't even learn like don't be afraid to fail like mm. fear um, should not be your testimony. We don't have to be fearless. We are free. We're, we can make mistakes. We're young. Um, and we're growing and we're learning. Um, but be bold, be bold with what you do and stand firm on what you believe. Mm. Yeah. And what would you say to the student athletes? To the student athlete, hmm. to the student athlete, I would say, remember your why. Always remember your why, because you will face hardships, you will face challenges, you will try to perform for people and not the Lord at times. Mm. And um, if you're if you're constantly reminding yourself of why you play, then you it'll keep you on track mm. um, because distractions are going to come at us. That's inevitable. But I my why was to get through or to. Uh, take my body through spiritual battles and be able to um, get get out on top and and depend on the Lord. And so every time I just was like, I don't want to go to practice. I don't want to play in this game. Like I'm tired. Mm. I'm frustrated. I don't want to stay over break when everybody's at home and I have right. to stay. I don't want to. But the Lord is like, there's going to be things that you don't want to do that you have to. And I'm teaching you growth here. And mm. so that that kept me on track. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, of course. Uh, you can check out Jordan's podcast, Reality Tunnel Vision, on YouTube. Is it on Spotify as well? Um, it's on the Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Mm -hmm. So check her out. Great stuff. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We thank you so much. Like, subscribe, share, and we'll see you next week.